Hello, if you are listening, welcome back to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Football. Uh, unfortunately, this week, Logan, uh, or this episode, uh, Logan's busy, can't really make it. Um, but Logan did uh, reach out to someone to come onto the pod uh, to do it with me. Uh, but I decided, uh, so I'd like to give a shout out to TJ. Um, that's awesome. I love that he's willing to come on. He runs his own podcast and he was willing to sub in and talk to me about a little update, um, about the NFL. Uh, I did, I just decided to just go solo, uh, so I don't have to bother TJ, but I really appreciate Logan trying to get someone, uh, and I appreciate TJ willing to come on. Uh, unfortunately me and Logan have been really busy and I feel like we say this every, every, every time we get on, but that's just what happened the last, you know, we, we recorded, last time we recorded was November 3rd and now it's November 28th. We made it through Thanksgiving and it's been two or three weeks since the season's, uh, the season's been going on and there's a lot to talk about. So I'm going to try to, uh, just go through, uh, my Twitter DMs, just read some, Stuff that's happened the uh, last uh, two or three weeks. And maybe look at some scores, talk about some hot teams, and all that fun stuff. And then at the end, I'll probably talk some college football, kind of like I did last time. So why don't we just jump into it? So uh, we last recorded November 3rd. So after that, Tyrod Taylor was expected to be back. So I think that was a I, – I, I don't – I would have to look to see how the Texans have done with him, but obviously he's a better quarterback uh, than David uh, Davis Mills. So good for the Texans to get him back. Um, let's see. Let's go to the next thing. So the Browns ended up releasing Odell Beckham Jr. So that was some big news because uh, Odell is a good player. I still think is a good player. Uh, he really has struggled in that Browns offense. So I wasn't really surprised about it. Um, he asked for his release. They let him go. Uh, so, you know, I'm really hoping he ended up signing with the Rams. So that was more news that's happened since then. And he ended up playing a game or two with the Rams. I think this week might have been the second week. So today might have been the second week of him playing with the Rams. So... Uh, hopefully everything works out. Um, the day he did sign, uh, Robert Woods Jr. or whatever his, or the second or third, whatever his name is, he ended up getting hurt. Uh, so it was good the Rams signed Odell before that went down. Although when the signing did happen, I was like, man, I don't know if that's going to work out because Cooper Cup's getting most of the receptions there. And then Robert Woods... Uh, was going to be the second guy getting the reception. So Odell essentially was going to be the third guy. So I thought it was kind of odd that he went there. And one of a uh, former Rams player that plays for the Browns even said, he was like, I don't think that's a good fit. But Robert Woods did get hurt. So I think that is going to open up more targets for Odell, especially, 
you know, because teams are going to be double teaming Cooper Cup because he's just that good. Uh, so I think uh, hopefully it works out. I think it's the first time that uh, this is a place Odell wants to be because obviously he got drafted by the Giants, so he had really no choice there. And then he got traded to the Browns. I mean, I would have to look into that trade, but I'm not really sure if it was 100% like he wanted to be there or get traded there. It just happened that Jarvis Landry Landry, uh, was there, so he really liked to team up with one of his former teammates at LSU and – but, you know, hopefully he does well in uh, L.A. and we'll see what happens. It kind of sucks seeing that because the Rams keep making moves. But I think they are losing right now. Uh, I would have to – I'm going to pull up the scores right now, of the NFL scores. But I do think they are losing uh, right now. So, you know, maybe maybe the Rams are frauds. I, I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure. Let's see. They, uh, let's see, that's the Chargers. Oh, my God, I got uh, we, we, uh Me and Logan would just like to thank you guys for listening. Um, again, uh, we, we try to record every week. And it's funny because we recorded that week. Uh, the we, we finally got to record a week after uh, another recording, like after one week of play. And we were able to record. And it seemed like we were on task. And then it just happened where we haven't been able to record the last few weeks. But the Rams are losing. They're losing 17-20 to 20 right now to the Packers. Um, so, you know, you know, maybe the Rams are frauds. Uh, but we will discuss that maybe next week. Uh, so I'm going to hop back onto Twitter. Uh, this is a little fun tidbit about Josh Johnson. Uh, he ended up, I think he played a little bit for the Jets um, one of, a few weeks ago. But, man, so he got drafted in 2008 and was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 08 to 11. And then he went to the 49ers. Uh, it doesn't look like he made – it looked like it was an off-season um, training camp type deal. Uh, and then he went, played for the Sacramento uh, Mountain Lions, which I don't even know what – team that was that was in 2012 too after his stint little stint with san francisco and then he signed with the browns that year so the browns signed him i guess from this sacramento mountain lions i don't know what league that was from but then the next year he uh signed with the Bengals, and i guess he was a backup there and then the next following year 2014 he was signed by the 49ers again so uh, and then the following year, the Bengals brought him back in. Uh, it looks like it was a off-season type deal. Uh, and then the Jets brought him in, and he wasn't there long. And then the Colts signed him, and the Bills signed him. So he bounced around a lot that year. And then in 2016, the Ravens signed him. It looked like it was a off-season type deal. And then he signed with the Giants, and he was the backup in 2016, I believe. And then uh, in 2017, he was with the Texans. Uh, 2018, it looked like off-season type, uh, training camp type deal. He was uh, with the Oakland Raiders. At the time, the Raiders were in Oakland. And then he also went to the Washington Redskins. Uh, I think I believe that was after a bunch of injuries 
uh, that year. I can't think of, oh, when Alex Smith got hurt. So I'm sure they probably signed him. And then in 2019, so early 2019, he played for the San Diego Fleet of the AAF. Um, so I do remember that. And then uh, the next year when the XFL, so the AF, AAF ended up closing down, um, the XFL started that next, I think that following uh, the next year. He played for the Los Angeles Wildcats. And then um, he was with uh, briefly with the San Francisco 49ers again for the third time, uh, parts of 2020 and 2021. And then uh, he was signed to the Jets roster. So that's uh, just a funny little story of how much he's jumped around, but keeps playing, keeps making money. Um, good for him, living out his dream of playing in the playing football or playing in the NFL. So. We'll see. Uh, there's a new league starting, and I think I'll talk about that a little bit uh, later while I go through the tweets. But uh, we shall see uh, how he, um, what was I say, if he'll play in this other league. Uh, so at the time, through eight games, Kenneth, uh, actually, I'll talk about that later in the college. F- I'll just talk about everything now. I won't have a a segment of college football at the end. But uh, through the first eight games, so obviously there's been more games since then. This was on November 5th. But Kenneth Walker, uh, through eight games, had 175 carries for 1,194 rushing yards and 14 rushing touchdowns. Now, to compare it to the 2015 Derrick Henry's uh, Heisman winning stats uh, through eight games that year. Uh, he had 180 carries for uh, 1,044 rushing yards and 14 TDs. So Kenneth Walker the third was doing really well through the first eight games. Now, the last two or three weeks, he really, um, Michigan State ended up losing, and he uh, they haven't been playing well. And he hasn't been rushing all that well. So I do think his height, he does still have a chance to win the Heisman just because of how good of a year he was having. And he was still putting up decent numbers the last three weeks. Nothing like he was doing through the first eight games. Uh, I think it's died down a little bit, but he still does have a chance to win the Heisman. So it will be interesting to see what happens, especially with the way Bryce Young and... C.J. Stroud struggled this week, and I'll end up talking about that a little bit later. But, man, uh, through seven weeks at the time, Cincinnati, Georgia, Oklahoma, and UTSA were the four teams that were still undefeated. Now, since then, Oklahoma has lost and UTSA has lost. Oklahoma has actually lost twice. They lost this week to Oklahoma State. And um, speaking of Oklahoma, breaking news today, um, they so they lost yesterday to Oklahoma State. And after the game, Lincoln Riley, because there was a lot of buzz about him possibly going to L- LSU or they had a deal set or whatever. Uh, but a, a reporter asked him, he was like, I'm just going to ask you. And he started to, he was again ready to ask the question. And Lincoln Riley stopped him right there and said, I am not going to be the next head coach at LSU or whatever. But breaking news today, Lincoln Riley has informed his um, his 
coaching staff that he is taking the USC job. I think this is um although Oklahoma has kind of regressed under Lincoln Riley and I I think like I'm being honest about it um he ha- it has regressed but his quarterback play has also gotten worse every year. I mean, obviously Baker Mayfield won the Heisman, first overall pick. He had a he was a great player, great quarterback for them. And then the next year, you have Kyler Murray that again has another another great QB, another great year, wins the Heisman, first overall pick by my Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and then the next year is Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts did have a great year. He did play a lot better than the way he played at Alabama. But Jalen Hurts still isn't – he's not Baker Mayfield. He's not Kyler Murray. And I might get some flack from Eagle fans about it because, you know, Jalen Hurts is doing pretty decent in the NFL. And I do think going to Oklahoma helped him a lot. Um, but I still think there's a lot of things Jalen does need to improve on. Uh, but again, at the same time, the Eagles team – is a little bit of a mess. They're not really all that good. They do have some pieces. So I think, you know, I don't know how this new head coach is going to do. He's having an okay year this year, but we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I don't know. I still think the Eagles need to look at a quarterback this draft. The thing that sucks is this quarterback draft is awful, and then it's going to be hard to find someone. Uh, so I'm not saying spend a first round pick on someone, but you know maybe third, fourth, uh, bring someone in to compete with Jalen. Just uh, which that's what they did this off season when they traded. Well, they signed Joe Flacco, and they ended up trading for Gardner Minshew. So they're bringing in guys trying to keep the competition going. But but since then, Cincinnati, Georgia are still undefeated, and Cincinnati. I, do, I will talk about this a little bit later. They did make it into the top four, uh, finally. And then this week, and I'll talk about this a little bit uh, later, but Ohio State did lose to Michigan. So Ohio State, uh, I think, will drop out of the top four, uh, and Michigan will go into the top four, whatever place they get placed. But I will talk about that a little bit later. Um, so we'll see. Go on to... Next information is about Colt McCoy. He has a he, going into November seventh. He had an eight and twenty two career record as a starting quarterback. Uh, twenty six TDs to twenty eight interceptions and two hundred uh two hundred point one passing yards per game. Uh, his team has only scored thirty plus points twice in those thirty starts. And uh, if Colt McCoy gets, he ended up getting the nod that day and I think he had a really good day so um that day also Connor Kurt Moore uh oh they were talking about them needing to step up um but yeah so the Cardinals have been battling injuries it was a good week to have off this week they got to enjoy their family enjoy Thanksgiving so um also on November 7th with a 50 yard uh reception touchdown in the first quarter Jeff Justin Jeffers uh, has surpassed 2,000 career yards in his 24th career game, man. He's the second fastest player to reach that mark, uh, Be only behind Odell Beckham Jr., which we talked about. And fun fact, 
Justin Jeffers, and Odell Beckham Jr. both went to LSU. So that's a little fun fact. Also, November 7th, UMass hired head coach uh, Walt Bell. Um, he was a former, I forgot it what, uh, where he coached. I think he used to coach at UCLA or some. So actually, I'll look that up real quick. See, Walt Bell, uh, just so I can um, inform you guys about that. See, Walt Bell, uh, let's see, he was, uh, actually, it looks like he was just the offensive coordinator. Oh, no, they fired him. I guess I misread that. Uh, they fired him. So, UMass has an opening. Uh, UMass isn't really that big of a job, so I don't know who they'll end up hiring, so... Hopefully they find someone that can turn that turn their program around or at least uh, win more games than they felt like Walt was doing. So uh, there was a fun fact on November seventh: Josh Allen, uh, defensive end or tackle for the Jags, sacked Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bills, and it was the first time in NFL history a player with the same name as, as the opposing quarterback resort, uh, recorded a sack against them. So that was a really cool little fit bit about that and not only in that game but so he is a defense in looking at this next tweet Josh Allen intercepted the Bills quarterback Josh Allen so man Josh Allen had a good day against Josh Allen so that was a little fun little tidbit there so um Arizona Cardinals remaining opponents um after November 7th our combined record of 31 and 36, only two teams over 500, which is the Rams and the Cowboys. And with the way the Rams have been playing lately, I feel pretty confident in that. And even the Cowboys, they haven't, they did play well on Thanksgiving. They, uh, but they ended up losing to the Raiders in overtime. Uh, so the Cowboys and Rams have also been struggling. The way the NFL and even college football has been this year, man, anything can happen any given Saturday or any given Sunday. Because, man, good teams have been losing good teams. I mean, it just any team can be any team. So, And then also November 7th, uh, former Rams wide receiver Deshaun Jackson did sign with the Raiders. Um, so that was their replacement for Henry Ruggs. Um, again, um, I know Henry Ruggs did it to himself, but it, it just sucks seeing uh, a young talent like that go to waste. Um, so, um, good for the Raiders. They got someone interesting thing about Deshaun Jackson was his first, uh, game with the Raiders. He got one reception, which I get, you know, new team got to learn the playbook. Uh, but the second game he got no receptions. I don't know how many snaps he played, but man, after those first two games, man, I was like, Ooh, I bet he's going to be getting mad like he did. Obviously, he wasn't getting the targets or playing time he wanted in L.A. So, um, But I think the third week, so maybe this week, he did have a TD reception. I could be wrong about that. I do remember seeing some about it. Uh, or maybe he had two catches or some for a good chunk of yards. So he was getting uh, kind of a little bit more back into it. Um, uh, but also that week, uh, James Conner got his 11th uh, touchdown. Uh, he was leading the most in the NFL at that time. He's having a great year. Uh, he was a great signing. 
Um, so going into the next suite in the 34 years since the Cardinals franchise moved to Arizona. Fun fact, uh, if you did not know this, the Cardinals uh, used to be in St. Louis. So at the time they were in St. Louis, there was two St. Louis Cardinal teams, the St. Louis Cardinals football team and the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team, which the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team is still in St. Louis. But before the St. Louis Cardinals and Arizona Cardinals, they were the Chicago Cardinals. So they were in Chicago, I believe, before the Bears were there. So they moved from Chicago to St. Louis and then the St. Louis to Arizona. So that's a little fun bit of information I wanted to throw in there for you guys. Uh, but the team has only eclipsed eight wins uh, 12 times, and they have done that uh, in 2021 through nine weeks. So that was they've obviously won another game since then. They have nine wins and two losses. Uh, so that Arizona's having a great year. I love Cliff Kingsbury. And speaking of Cliff Kingsbury, since uh, Lincoln Riley is leaving Oklahoma, it was reported today that Oklahoma is number one target is Cliff Kingsbury. Now, I have mis- mixed feelings about that because um, the thing is, Cliff Kingsbury has one year left on his deal. So I do think this is his agent reached out to Oklahoma because uh, he Obviously, you know, Cliff wants to use this as leverage, especially with the year that he's having with Arizona. It, all it is is leverage on for his next deal. He wants to get paid, you know, more than he's making now. And the thing is, with Oklahoma probably being willing to pay a lot of money, and a lot of the top college jobs do pay a little bit, uh, pay more uh, than the NFL, you know, he could come back to Arizona and be like, this is what Oklahoma is willing to pay me. Are you guys willing to match that or pay me more? So there's a chance Cliff Kingsbury could make a big deal, maybe like Super Bowl coach winning money before even winning the Super Bowl because of the year he's having and because these top college uh, teams are going to be reaching out to him because of the year he's having with Arizona and what he's done with Kyler Murray so far this year. So. Um, I really hope he doesn't leave Arizona. I love, I love what he's been doing in Arizona. I know he's struggled a little bit at the beginning, um, but I do think he's getting it, uh, getting it down a little bit. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But through November seventh, all four teams in the AFC West were under five hundred after, or are over five hundred. Uh, correction there after nine weeks. Chargers were five and three. Raiders five and three. Broncos were five and four, and the Chiefs were five five and four. Now, since then, the Chiefs are hot, and I believe they had, do have the lead in the AFC West. I will look at the standings hopefully at the end of the podcast to talk about it a little bit. But going so this was more back back to Arizona. Um, the Arizona at the day of that game were down there. QB one, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and running back one. Uh, Kyler Murray was out. Hopkins was out. Green, I believe, had COVID, and then uh, Edmonds ended up getting hurt. So um, the Colt McCoy and James Conner smoked the Niners and moved to eight and one that day. So um, the I love the Cardinals. Ha- uh, I love my Cardinals. So <sighs> let's see. As of November seventh, the Ravens have had three double digit second half comebacks this season. Uh, never, 
Yeah. And it's oh the tweet said never over with Lamar. So that's good. Uh I I mean if Logan was here, man, he would be all over that. So um good for the Ravens, good for Lamar, man. Lamar just keeps seeing uh it seems like every week he's always he, he just keeps getting better. Um every year he keeps getting better. Uh so good for him. I'm just hoping I really hope he doesn't get hurt. Um or he doesn't do some like Michael Vick did or Henry Ruggs or you know. I think I don't think I don't think it will happen. I think Lamar is a great guy, um, a great teammate. So I don't think uh, I'm just hoping he doesn't get hurt. Like uh, oh, also as you know, like RG three, like RG three had a great first year in the NFL and then got hurt and he was never the same. He's not even on a team right now. He's currently a college football analyst, and I think he's doing a pretty good job. And a funny little tidbit about him, and I'll probably end up talking about it a little bit later. I don't know if I put it in the tweet tweets or not. But he, uh, I don't know what show it was, but he thinks the University of Florida should hire Tim Tebow and uh, have Tim Tebow be the head coach, but mostly as a recruiter and a motivator. And then you surround him with three or four other former head coaches, and uh, let them kind of like with the way Arizona did with Kings, uh, Cling, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, but since then, Florida has made a hire today. Uh, so I, they are hiring Napper. I don't know what his first name is from uh, Louisiana Raging Cajun or Cajun or whatever uh, university. Um, so he was one of the hot commodities, I believe, in the college football um, cycle, coaching cycle uh, this year. So they got someone they think will be good. So we'll see what happens. I don't know how, how he'll do there. But um, also speaking, since they hired someone, they did fire Dan Mullins. I don't know if I talked about that last time, I believe. Dan Mullins just got fired like a week or two ago. So that was kind of a quick turnaround for Florida to hire someone. But but speaking, so I ended up talking about any given Sunday. Um, on November um, 7th, uh, the Broncos beat the Cowboys 30-16. to I mean, the Broncos really weren't playing well. The Cowboys were a good team, and they just killed the Cowboys. And the score doesn't reflect what it was, man. The Cowboys were down like... 30 to nothing. They got 16 points in like the a fourth quarter or whatever, but it really wasn't a close game at all. And the Broncos steam, steamrolled them. Um, the Jaguars ended up beating the Bills, man. Um, speaking of, you know, some of the projections me and Logan had before the year, man, the Bills haven't been playing well. Chargers haven't been playing well. Uh, it's been a weird year in the NFL, but the Jags ended up winning another game, which is I was surprised about. And the Falcons ended up beating the Saints, which since Jameis Winston got hurt, the Saints have really been struggling. They they keep starting Trevor Simeon. And I don't know why, because they just gave another contract to, or it's like a contract extension, but it's amount of playing time he gets um, with Taysom Hill or whatever. But it's just, it's like, why are you giving all this money to a guy that you're not even... Uh, right now, like technically, if Jameis Winston was there, it's third string. So it's kind of been weird. I don't know what's going on there. 
But I don't know. I think you I think you just put Taysom Hill in and see how he does. Because uh, Trevor Simeon isn't getting it done. Uh, let's see. The next tweet was, what a dominant throughout complete team a win for the Browns. They became the just the fourth team in NFL history with a passing, rushing, and defensive touchdown uh, of at least 60 yards in the same game. That's kind of crazy. So they threw a touchdown. They rushed for a touchdown. And I'm guessing either a fumble or an interception touchdown that went 60 yards. That's crazy. Um, but so good for the Browns. Um, so at the time before Odell joined the Rams, there was uh, some talk that he either wanted to be with the Seahawks or the 49ers and Saints uh, were considered teams to watch, but he ended up signing with the Rams. So <clears throat> let's see. So the Titans, fun fact about them is they did lose the Arizona start the year and they did lose that ugly loss to the Jets. But they did go on to beat the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and Rams in a row. Which those are four. I mean, the Bills have been struggling. The Chiefs aren't the Chiefs team they have been the last couple of years. The Colts haven't um, have started the year off really bad. Uh, but they beat the Rams. They're, they're, those are three still solid teams. And they beat the Rams. So the Titans were a hot team. Uh, especially with the injuries to Henry, uh, Julia, Julio Jones, and now um, Brown, I'm slipping. It's slipping my name. Um, slipping my mind what his first name is. But Brown is also all on the IR right now. Um, I the Titans were playing uh, the Patriots today, and I will just check that real quick to see what that score was. I know um, they were losing, I believe, to. The Patriots, the Patriots. That's who they were playing today. Um, so I'm checking that real quick. They lost 36 to 13. So I do think this is gonna be a little struggling time for um, for the Titans, especially with all three of them being out. Um, Tannehill can only do so much. So fun fact about the Patriots: they've won seven of the last eight games. They started the season one and three, but like I said, they won seven of the last eight. They're the hottest team in the NFL right now. They're eight and four with their win today. Um, so man, the Patriots, uh, they're they're they might be a team to be scared about. I think Mac Jones is playing well right now. He it looks like he's got things figured out. And man, just if you're not a Patriots fan, man, I, I just who knows what's gonna happen uh, with them. So. I'm going to read through the scores right now, as of right now. Um, the Falcons ended up winning uh, against the Jags 21-14. Uh, fun fact about Matt Ryan, he's 4-0. He has a 4-0 career record with the Jags. I think this is kind of cool. I'm on NFL scores, uh, NFL.com scores, and they have these little fun facts under each score. Uh, the Bengals won 41-10 against the Steelers. Um, the Bengals improved to seven and four, uh, but Ben Rosenberg has lost three straight starts versus Cincinnati for the first time in his career. I mean, like, like we said before, me and Logan, Ben Rosenberg isn't, he's gonna have to retire at the end of the year. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't want to, uh, why you would want to go another year with him, but, um, uh, hopefully, hopefully he retires cause he just isn't the guy he is. I don't 
the Steelers team probably isn't as good as past Steelers teams, but he just hasn't been good. And it was something else I saw. So it was Mason Rudolph ended up starting. So Rosenberg was out. Uh, I think it was COVID or some. I don't know. I don't remember what it exactly was. Um, but he was out, and Mason Rudolph started, and I don't think he was playing all that well. So there was a chance that Dwayne Haskins could have came into the game. But apparently before the game, Dwayne Haskins wasn't really taking anything like uh, reps-wise seriously, and so he didn't get playing time. He hasn't got released yet, so I don't know how true it was. But, man, Dwayne Haskins, you would think he would learn – um, the thing was, I did hear on our podcast that, uh, I don't know what it was, but which one it was, but it sounded like his attitude, uh, has changed since the way he was, uh, in Washington, uh, before he got released. Um, but if he was, you know, goofing off, not taking reps seriously before the game, you know, man, I just wish, you know, maybe Dwayne Haskins isn't, you know, wasn't ready uh, Urban Meyer did say before the draft um, that he didn't think Dwayne Haskins was ready and needed uh, a few more year, another year in college or whatever. Uh, and it's it's showing, man. He's not doing well. Uh, he hasn't played. I don't think he's played at all this year. Or if he has, it was very not. It wasn't anything spectacular. But uh, another score: uh, the Dolphins uh, beat. The Panthers thirty three to ten. They both teams uh well drop Panthers dropped to five and seven, and the Dolphins improved four uh to five and seven. Cam Newton struggled in this game. I'll read the tweet uh in a little bit, but he was like five for twenty one for ninety two yards or some some weird. He got benched. Um, but Jalen Waddle, so first round pick for the Dolphins, had nine receptions for one hundred thirty seven yards and a TD. So good for the good for him. Uh, the Giants ended up winning today against the Eagles, thirteen to seven. The Giants have won two straight games versus Philly, uh, and versus Philly, and the Giants previously before that lost eight games in a row to the Eagles. So uh, the Giants did make news this week. They did fire uh, Jason Garrett as offense coordinator, which Freddie Kitchens takes over. Uh, which he was the tight ends coach, I believe. Uh, but he's the former head coach, former OC for the Browns, and did not do well there. Um, so we'll see how he does for the Giants. And uh, in his first game as offense coordinator for the Giants, he did they, they did win. So uh, I don't know what the stats are. I, I didn't click on the box score, but um, you know we'll see what happens. So next score: Jets one twenty one to fourteen against the Texans. So the Jets improved to 3-8, and eight, but also in this game, I believe I did see that Zach Wilson did get hurt again. Uh, man, he's having a rough start to his career. I don't know what the Jets are going to do, but they do have Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco was out with COVID either last week or this week. Uh, they do have Joe Flacco. They have Mike White. Uh, they probably still have Josh Johnson on practice squad so they got options um this is a Jets first win versus Houston since week 11 of the 2010 and they had lost three straight before that um so the Texans are two and nine they might be the worst team in the NFL right now so 
honestly, then it's hard because they have Watson, but Watson's going through all that stuff. He's not playing. Also wants out. But this isn't the draft to draft someone. Uh, Quarterback-wise, there's not many not many good options. I think Matt uh, Corral, I think is the way you say his name. Old Miss may be the best guy. Uh, Malik Willis is also an option. He's kind of... He's kind of that Josh Allen type, went to a smaller school, uh, has a big arm, is able to run. Uh, So we'll see what they end up doing. I don't know if they'll draft someone. Uh, Buccaneers 138-31 against the Colts. Buccaneers improved to 8-3. Again, the Buccaneers are going to turn it on. They're still the team to beat in the NFC. Colts dropped to 6-6. And, man, I had the Colts winning that division, too. Which they still have a chance, uh, but it hasn't been their year. Um, Tom Brady is 9-0 and record versus, versus uh, the Colts since 2010, including playoffs. So he kind of owns the he owns the Colts right now. Bills ended up winning 31-6 to against the Saints. This was Buffalo's first win versus New Orleans since week 17 of 1998. They had lost five straight. So the Bills improved to 7-4 and four as the Saints dropped to 5-6. and six. Now another score that came in. Oh, this is from um, Thanksgiving. So to recap those games, the Raiders won 36-33 in overtime. Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, I mean, former wide receiver for the Clemson Tigers. He was, uh, I think he had the game-winning catch um, against Alabama in the national championship game. He had eight receptions. Uh, for 134 uh, yards, which is a career high. Uh, Again, you know, as we talk about the last few weeks, you know, it sucks what happened to Henry Ruggs, um, especially because he seemed like he was a good kid. He he made a mistake, and he's paying for it. You know, it's, you know, you should never drink and drive, and um, he ended up taking a life, so he's going to, He's going to do the time that he needs to do, um, and his career is over. But Henry Renfro, Hunter Renfro, I don't know why I keep saying, uh, probably because I was just talking about Henry Ruggs. But Hunter Renfro, I think he's going to get a lot of the reception. So uh, good for him. We'll see what happens uh, with the Raiders. The Bears uh, ended up winning against the Lions uh, within the last few, as time expired, uh, Carlos Santos hit a game-winning 28-yard field goal as time expired. So the Lions did drop to 0-10-1. They did have a tie last week, so they're not going to be the – they're not going to go uh, winless. Uh, they're not going to be the 0-17. So they're not going to be the first team that goes 0-17. So good for them. They still could go 0-16-1. Uh, but I do think the Lions will probably win a game. I don't know how, but they probably will. So Monday night football tomorrow, the Seahawks play the Washington football team. The both teams aren't very good. Um, Seahawks are three and seven. Washington football team is four and six. A little of, uh, information they have: Seahawks, uh, two hundred forty-six point two yards per game since week six is the fewest in the NFL. Uh, Russell Wilson came back the last two weeks. And their offense still has really struggled. I don't know why they're struggling. I know um, their running back uh, ended up getting hurt and is out for the season. Um, his name's Carson or whatever. I don't know what his first name is. Uh, or that might be his first name, but he got hurt. 
Um, but that offense hasn't been well. Uh, so going to the next game here, uh, tonight, Sunday Night Football, so I'll be watching that. Uh, probably after I'm done recording, uh, the Browns play the Ravens. That's going to be a good game. Uh, Browns are 6-5 and five right now. Ravens are 7-3. and three. Both teams average 150-plus rushing yards per game this season. They both have great running games. Um, it helps when the Ravens do have Lamar Jackson. Um, so, man. And then the games that are going on right now, oh, it looks like... Looks like there might be four minutes left in the Vikings 49ers game. 49ers are up 31 to 26. Um says D- Debo Samuel is the first wide receiver in Super Bowl era, uh Super Bowl era uh with two rushing touchdowns in a game. They've kind of been using him, you know, that athletic position that college uh teams use. He's kind of been that for the 49ers. He's been playing a lot of running back, wide receiver. He's been doing it all for them. He's kind of like Cordell Patterson right now. Um, So that's kind of cool. The Packers are still with two minutes left. They're up 27-17. Aaron Rodgers has three total TDs, two passing and one rushing. You know, Aaron Rodgers isn't a running quarterback, but it looks like they just just got a field goal. It's uh, 30-17 now. Um, But, man, when he runs, he'll get touchdowns. And then with eight minutes left in the game, the Broncos are beating the Chargers twenty-one to seven. The Chargers, like I talked about a little bit ago, man, that's a they're a weird team this year. I thought they would they were coming off a good year last year, and they were the team I picked to win uh, or be one of the best teams. Well, actually, I had the Chiefs winning that division, <coughs> but I had the Chargers being that number one wild card team. But the Broncos have surprised. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has been playing well lately. He has total, uh, two total TDs, uh, one passing and one rushing. So I'm going to hop back on Twitter, read some stuff. Uh, I know this is going to be a longer episode because <coughs> I have so much to talk about. But I hope you guys enjoy the content, uh, enjoy just some information you're learning um, that you might not have known before. And if you did, I mean, you can call me Logan Eddie if you want. So. All right, so next one, uh, Cooper Cup went over 1,000 yards receiving on the season uh, on November 7th. So I'm, Again, I'm still on November 7th. He was the first one to reach that mark this season. He's having a great season, man. They're throwing. He's he's catching everything. Uh, he was the second place, so 1,000 yards receptions. He also had 10-plus re- uh, reception TDs in his team's first nine games of the season. The only other guy was Hall of Famer Jerry Rice in 1990. So that's crazy. He's having a great year. He's <coughs> also going into November 9th, uh, 7th, I mean. After that game, five out of the Vikings' last eight games this season ended on the final play of the game. Week one, uh, they lost on a game-winning field goal in overtime. Week two, against my Arizona Cardinals, they lost after uh, missing a game-winning field goal. Week five, they won on a game-winning field goal. Uh, week six, they won on a game-winning uh, TD in overtime. And week nine, they lost on a game-winning field goal in overtime. So that's five out of the eight games at the time were all either in overtime or a final final play of the game. So, yeah. Uh, but, man, yeah, like, a, like I said, Cooper Cup is just having video game numbers right now for the Rams. 
So November 8th, so despite the loss, Justin Fields appeared to be trending in the right direction. His last two games, he had 466 passing yards, 148 rushing yards, three TDs, 64.2 completion, and a 93.3 passer rating. So again, he's having, he's starting to turn it on. He did get hurt, I believe, uh, last week. He got hurt, and then he had to sit out. Uh, this Thursday, the th- Thanksgiving game against the Lions. Lions. So hopefully he comes back healthy. So Chicago came up uh, yards short of doing what no team has done at Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers ended up winning their 19th straight Monday night football game at home, extending their NFL record. And the Steelers now are 215, 15, so 215-0-2 all-time at home when holding a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so AFC teams were 7-1 and one versus NFC teams in Week 9. Only an NFC winner was the Giants over the Raiders. So that's uh, it's interesting. AFC has been dominating the NFC, it looks like, at least for that week. Uh, but going back to Arizona, man, this defense is not friendly. They've allowed... Uh, this was on November 9th. They have allowed just 140 offensive points. They've had 25 sacks, 10 fumble recoveries, 7 interceptions, 1 re- return for a TD, 55 QB hits, and 38 tackles for loss. Man, Arizona has a good defense right now. I'm telling you right now, um, uh, J- Joseph, Vance Joseph or whatever, uh, our defensive coordinator, I think it's Vance Joseph is his name. Couldn't figure if it was the other way, Joseph Vance. No, it's... Vance Joseph, he's having a great year, and I think he's going to get another head coaching opportunity. I just don't think the Broncos uh, was the right opportunity at the time for him and struggled. But another fun little tidbit on November 9th, it was uh, reported that Darren Williams, a former NBA player, and Frank Gore are going to set, so former NFL player Frank Gore, are set to fight in a four-round heavyweight bout on the undercard of Jake Paul versus Tom Fury, 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 on December eighteenth. So that's um, that's interesting. I didn't think I would be seeing Frank Gore fighting. So uh, let's see. Oh, going back to Teddy Bridgewater. So on November 9th, So he's passed this by now, but he needed two more passing TDs this season to throw the most TDs he's ever thrown in a season. So. He's having a great year with the Broncos, so good thing the Broncos traded for him, and good thing he got another opportunity. Uh, but another little information, I don't know what's really all happening, but the Minnesota Vikings running back uh, Dalvin Cook is a victim. It was reported that he was a victim of domestic abuse and extortion. Uh, there's pending allegations, according to his agent. It sounds like, I don't know what... I don't know if Dal. I don't know what's happening right now. It's kind of, I don't know. His girlfriend's throwing allegations. He's throwing allegations at his girlfriend. It sounds like he might abused her. Maybe she's been abusing him. I don't know what's going on, um, but man, that's another career that could go down in the NFL. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, with that. So. Uh, because Aaron Rodgers ended up uh, getting COVID after he said he was vaccinated or whatever he did say, 
the Packers were fined uh, $300,000 uh, for COVID violations of the NFL and the NFL Players Association protocols, uh, while Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazar each fined $14,650. Um, so they both got fined. Um, so we'll talk about more about uh, the football, college football standings uh, a little bit later. Justin Fields uh, in week nine had the highest grade, uh, QB grade. He had a 90.5. Uh, so he had a great week. Uh, let's see. UConn uh, ended up hiring a Jim Moore Jr. as their next. Amora, whatever, how you say it, is their next head coach. He is a former uh, UCLA coach uh, a few years ago, so good for them. UConn is in a good program, so they got someone who has coached previously at a Power 5 school and had some excess. Um, but a little fun fact, November 11th, so this was a couple of days before um, uh, playing Arizona, the Carolina Panthers went out and signed Cam Noon. They were talking to him and signed him, and he ended up playing. And the Carolina Panthers destroyed my Arizona Cardinals. I don't know what happened. Uh, Colt McCoy didn't play well. Um, they played P.J. Walker. Cam Noon came in and uh, in goal line situations and got a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown. After his first touchdown, he was like, he did his Superman thing and said, I'm back uh, to all the Carolina Panther fans. Uh, so he did, uh, he had that. And then the next week, he, he played decent. He ended up losing to the Washington football team. But man, this week he struggled. Um, that's a, uh, I, I, it's fun watching Cam Newton play. It's fun seeing the, him back in Carolina doing what he used to do. He did rush for a touchdown today, uh, but it does suck to see him struggle like he did. So They gave him a one-year deal worth up to $10 million for the rest of the year, including 4.5, fully guaranteed, and 1.5 roster bonus. So a little bit after this, he did um, – Sam Darnold sounded like he got um, – he was ruled out for the rest of the year. So again, um, man, Sam Darnold has really struggled. And I don't know if it was like he is hurt for the rest of the year or if it's like the Panthers went out and signed Cam Noon and they're just like just they don't want Sam Darnold to play the rest of the year and t told him that he's not going to play the rest of the year and then they'll uh, see what happens after the end of the season. So they're giving Cam Noon a, kind of a tryout to see whether he can secure the starting job for next year. Or if the Panthers are going to have to sign or draft someone, which again, like I talked about, this uh, the college quarterbacks this year aren't very good. So this was uh, November 11th by uh, PFF College Football. They tweeted uh, saying, which uh, coach do you think is the coach of the year? And it was kind of funny because they had three people. Oh, these were, okay, no, it was three people picked uh, and – Two people said Luke Fickle of Cincinnati, and one said Kirby Smart, which both teams are 12-0. They're both having great seasons. I could see it going to either one of those coaches. I think both of them are deserving, uh, so we'll see what happens, who gets it. If Kirby Smart wins 
uh, national championship. I would think you would have to give it to him, but Luke Fickle is having a good year with Cincinnati. Uh, so let's see. Okay, so this is some I wanted to talk about. Um, this is when I saw this, I I tweeted, "Let's go!" But Disney was. Uh, I'm gonna click on the link, but Disney was is no okay, uh, negotiating with uh, the NFL Sunday Ticket. Uh, so Disney CEO says company is in discussions for an NFL Sunday Ticket. Um, so this was for Disney Plus. So, oh, okay, so I guess, okay, so it says everyone wants to know what will happen with Sunday tickets. So the prevailing view is that DirecTV will keep the satellite proportion of the out-of-market NFL package, uh, especially since bars and restaurants are set up to use satellite feeds, not streaming platforms, for the average consumer. However, the streaming rights become a major part of the next package. So let me keep scrolling here. Uh, expect Disney to be in the mix. Uh, because the company CEO. Has said the company is in talks. Uh, to the NFL about the rights. Uh, let's see. It would be make a particular good. Uh, it would make a good deal. Especially with Disney Plus being packaged. With the ESPN Plus service. So I think that would be a good thing to package uh, sports-wise. Uh, th- that's a package they could make. Um, oh, man. So uh, I think that's the end of the article. But it, it just kind of sounds like there's a chance that Sunday uh, Sunday Ticket could land on Disney+. Plus, and I think that would be huge because, like I said, um, I don't have cable TV. I only have streaming so it's really hard for me to watch um, uh, NFL football some weekends. I can watch like the primetime games, but man, if that happens, man, I'll ha- I'll buy Sunday ticket because are are they're set to put Sunday? Oh, Disney is in negotiations to uh, with the NFL to put it on Disney ESPN Plus. So if that happens, and you know, it would be my fifth streaming service. Um, but man, I'm gonna have to get it because I want to watch. I want to watch an NFL Sunday ticket, so I would like that to happen because right now, you know, if I got ESPN Plus, man, I'd be able to watch a lot of the of the NFL, uh, college football, any sports uh, you want to, I would be able to watch. But so as of November eleventh, uh, college football's highest graded quarterbacks uh, was number one Caleb Williams. So the the Oklahoma quarterback that took over for Spencer Rattler this year had a 95.1. Uh, Kenny Pickett, 93.1. Kenny Pickett is the Pittsburgh um, uh, Pittsburgh University of Pittsburgh quarterback. He's having a great year. He could be a first-round pick. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, former, so for, so this is Wake Forest's quarterback, Sam, uh, Sam Hartman. Oh, wait, Kenny Pickett, I don't know if I said it, had a 93.1. Uh, number three was Sam Hartman, uh, Wake Forest quarterback, has a ninety-two point four. Uh, he's he used to be on that uh, Netflix show QB One, and then Malik Willis. So another guy that's probably going to come out in this draft has a ninety-one point nine. Now Sam Hartman isn't really getting a lot of talk. He's having a great year. It's kind of funny because he's in year five of playing college football. 
but he's considered a sophomore. And that's all because I think he redshirted. I think he got hurt one year, uh, COVID year. So he's in year five, but he's still only considered a sophomore. I don't know how many more years he'll play. Um, he's not really getting talked about getting drafted. I don't know what he's going to do. But, man, he's been really good. Uh, I would like to see him stay another year and maybe uh, improve his stock um, even more and maybe be a first-round quarterback. Malik Lewis, though, is going to be a, probably a first-round quarterback this year, and I could see Kenny Pickett being a first-rounder. Caleb Williams is definitely probably going to turn into a first-rounder in a few years or whatever. So, But uh, the week of November 11th, uh, Von Miller was a Ram, ended up becoming a Ram. Odell Beckham Jr. was a free agent, ended up signing with the Rams. Cam Noon ended up signing back. Uh, with the Panthers, so that was a it was a crazy week. Uh, who who would a? It, it's funny the person that tweeted it said, "Imagine saying that two weeks ago." Uh, but when Odell did sign, man, that QB or that wide receiver room was pretty good. Uh, it was gonna be Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Odell. But like I said, Robert Woods did get hurt since then. And it's funny, so someone else tweeted, said, Deshaun Jackson said, release me, and the Rams said, okay, and then they went and signed Odell Beckham Jr. So uh, so going back to November, so I'm still on November 11th, just scrolling through the tweets, uh, but Kenneth Walker, the junior, uh, so more stats about him, um, that's a running back for Michigan State. He had uh, missed tackles, fourths were 77 uh, that was the first in the uh, college football and yards after contact, 981 yards after contact. That's first in college football at the time of that tweet. Man, that's crazy. He was having a great year. Uh, but after the Rams signed um, Odell Beckham Jr., Cam Akers, so running back for them, that uh, got hurt at the beginning of the season or before the season uh, that got the injury on his Achilles. He said this this poop, so he had the poop emoji, is getting scary. Odell Beckham Jr. to the Rams. What if I come back this year, though? So if he comes back, man, the Rams are going to be scary. But since then, the Rams haven't been playing well. Uh, but since hiring Sean McVay, the Rams have traded for uh, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, Marcus Peters, Akid Tlaib, uh, Dante Flowers, Brandon Cooks, Sandy Watkins. <coughs> And then they signed free agents <clears throat> Odell Beckham Jr., Leonard Floyd, and Nankamakan um, it, But the tweet also said, not everything worked, but they go for it, no stopping. Which you got to give it to the Rams. They're going all out. Uh, go, they're going all out every year. I mean, they've traded, like we've talked about before, all these draft picks away. So they're going for it. So, uh, But this is the... Pass rush grade on November 11th, uh, 2018. So Josh Allen, the one I talked about that got drafted by the the Jaguars, he had a 94.1 in 2018. Uh, but this Kingsley, and then in 2014, so Miles Garrett had a 92.5. But this Kingsley in Agana Bar. Uh, South Carolina Gamecocks has a 93.0 at the time of this tweet. So SEC edge rush. Oh, this was SEC edge rush uh, pass rush 
grade. So that's a pretty good grade. So I'm guessing this guy is he's in good company, elite company, as the tweet says. So uh, good for him. He's having a great year. Uh, let's see. This is Ducks defense wants all the smoke. So this was uh, the highest graded Pac-12 pass rushers. Um, so this tweet, uh, Kayvon, I don't know how to say his last name. He has a 91.1. And he's sounds like he's going to be the top guy off the board come in May. Uh, but he's having a great year. Uh, Drake Jackson had an 89.5. And then Noah Swell, uh, well, uh, he's the brother of the lineman uh, Swell. Uh, I struggle to say his name, uh, but man, he's having a great year. Uh, let's see. So it was uh, so going back to what I was talking about earlier. It was John Johnson. So he spent four years in his career with the Rams. Was talking to reporters. Uh, when Odell Beckham Jr.'s news uh, was going down. Uh, but he said knowing the Rams' offense, he's not 100% sure how it's going to work. Uh, so, like I said, he did talk about that. And then who leads the NFL on November 11th in total tackles this season? Uh, Roken Smith had 93, so he was having a good year with the the Bears. So, uh, But the funny thing, so going back to Cam Newton signing, the Carolina Panthers are currently paying – Cam Newton's replacement, which was Teddy Bridgewater's, they signed him and traded him to the Broncos. They're still paying him. They're paying Cam Newton's replacement replacement. So they traded for Sam Darnold this past offseason. So that was the replacement for Teddy Bridgewater. And then now they're paying Cam Newton to replace his replacement's replacement. So they signed Cam Newton to replace Sam Darnold, who was the replacement for Teddy Bridgewater, who was the replacement for Cam Newton. So that's just it's a crazy little um if you kept up with that man <laughs> good luck with that so um going but so Gruden allerges so John Gruden who ended up stepping down as the Raiders head coach uh Al- allerge uh, so he he is suing the NFL saying that they leaked the emails um to force his res- resignation and harm his reputation and adds there was no explanation for why his emails were the only one out of 650,000 emails involving the Washington football team that were leaked during the season and not before it, which I agree. Um, you know, it, I don't agree with what John Gruden said uh, in those emails, but man, I, I, I know the NFL has, um, has the lawyers to probably beat John Gruden, but I really hope the NFL pays for what they did. Um, cause I do think they did it on purpose. Uh, probably cause of the stuff he said about, uh, Goodell and all that stuff. Um, so Chandler Jones was, this was kind of dumb, but he ended up getting a sack and, um, he, he was honoring a late Freddie, Joe Nunn, uh, I don't remember what it was. It was a former Arizona player, I believe. Oh, someone that just passed away, I believe, not too long ago. Yeah, uh, it was. He did, um, but he ended up getting a ten thousand dollar fine for for showing 
his shirt that was under his jersey, which is kind of just dumb. Um, so let's see. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Washington football team, he got hurt in the first game of the season. Uh, he was ruled out for the rest of the season. I do think that's probably going to end his career. I think he'll probably end up retiring. So, um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you're listening to this or if you're a fan of him, man, you had a great career, you know, being a journeyman. Um, and it all started with the St. Louis Rams. That was before I ended up um, – that was before I was a football, like a big football fan. Uh, so I wish I could have appreciated you while you were the backup here. But, man, good for you. And I hope you have uh, – I don't know if you'll retire, but if you do retire, you know, I hope you have an uh, awesome time. And, hey, if you would like to come onto this podcast and talk, man, that would be awesome. We'd love to, uh, love to have you on here. So, uh, But November 14th, so there was only three unbeaten uh, – FBS teams left. Uh, that was after Oklahoma got knocked off by Baylor. So because Oklahoma lost to Oklahoma State this past week after losing to Baylor the previous week or whatever, uh, they dropped to third in the division and uh, they weren't playing for a um, a Big 12 championship. And like I said, as the breaking news earlier today, Lincoln Riley did leave Oklahoma for USC. Which is really interesting because he has, uh, you know, Caleb Williams there right now in Oklahoma. And, you know, Spencer Rattler is probably um, transferring out. But that was two five-star QBs back-to-back or um, uh, two uh, out of the last three years of recruiting. And now he's just leaving Oklahoma. Uh, I think it's he knows he can win a national championship at USC and he's not going to be able to do it at Oklahoma. And Oklahoma moving to the SEC in um a few years i i'm guessing he he just thinks oklahoma is it's gonna struggle with that transact uh, transition so but speaking of any given sunday so this was november 14th um the jets the one and five jets beat the five and two so this was over the last three weeks so previously of november 14th the one and five Jets beat the five and two Bengals. The one and six Jaguars beat the five and two Bills. The two and six Giants beat the five and two Raiders. The two and seven Dolphins beat the six and two Ravens. And the two and six uh, Washington beat the six and two Buccaneers. Like I said, any given Sunday. So, also on November fourteenth, finally, Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers caught his first career in NFL touchdown. Coming into today, Myers had the most receptions, 134 uh, receptions and receiving yards of 1,500-plus receiving yards for a wide receiver in NFL history without a TD catch. He's even thrown two TDs previously before catching that one, so... But also November 14th, so uh, like I said, Cam Newton scored uh, his first rushing touchdown and said, I'm back. So that was a good story for Cam Newton and the the Panthers. But Brett Coleman tweeted on November 14th. He said his favorite part of the NFL season is that no one feels safe ever. Seems like every week we get crazy upsets every week now, even more so than usual. And he's right. And also someone else tweeted said after 10 weeks of the NFL season, no one knows anything. We don't know who the best best team is. 
you know, yes, Arizona may be the top team in the NFL right now, but as an Arizona fan, I still, you know, you know, there's still days where Arizona is going to struggle on offense, uh, and especially if, you know, Kyler Murray doesn't get healthy or Hopkins doesn't get healthy. I'm hoping they come back after this bye week they had this week. But, man, they are whew, they are struggling. So, so this was uh, November 16th, but I said in 2001. So this is uh, going back to 2001. Tom Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe. You know, uh, the famous story, you know, Drew got hurt and Tom Brady – came in and he was the youngest number one overall quarterback to start a Super Bowl 24 and had a signed a NFL record um a 10 year 103 million deal that offseason so Drew Bledsoe signed that deal got hurt and then Tom Brady stepped in and took the job from him so going back to some Ravens news so uh, I'm sure Logan wishes he could talk about this but Le'Veon Bell got, uh, he got released. Uh, he he tweeted and said, "This hurts, but it's been a blessing to be here, to say the least. I've enjoyed every second of the short period and got a whole new meaning of what this city is like. And it's a great place to be. I appreciate and he appreciated his opportunity to be a Raven. As of right now, he has not been signed. So." But um, this was on November 17th, so it was breaking news at the time. Michigan State uh, ended up signing uh, Mel Tucker, so their head coach, to a 10-year, $95 million contract extension. Um, He was the highest-paid African-American head coach in NFL sports. So good for him. He was having a great year. Uh, Michigan State has went on to lose uh, lose two games since they beat Michigan, and then, like I said, Michigan ended up beating Ohio State for the first time in like 10 or 11 years. So that was an awesome game. I watched that whole game yesterday, and man, Michigan looked good. They ran all over Ohio State. Um, so, uh, But on November 21st, like I said earlier, Dan Mullins was fired as Florida's head coach. And, and like I said earlier today, they ended up signing uh, a new guy, so... But also on November 21st, so this was last Sunday, I believe, Jonathan Taylor scored his fifth touch. He scored uh, his in the game. He scored his fifth touchdown, and it was only the third quarter. Man, he is having a great year. I do have him on one of my fantasy leagues, and man, Jonathan Taylor has been good. Uh, he has tied the record for eight straight games with a uh, hundred scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown. Uh, so it led Damian Thompson in 2006. And Lindell Mitchell in nineteen seventy five and seventy six, uh, so he tied the NFL record. So I don't know what he did this week, uh, Jonathan Taylor, but he he he's in some good company there. Ladamian Thompson is one of the best running backs of all time. So after eleven weeks, the Patriots have sole possession of first place in the AFC East. If you would have told me at the, the beginning of the year they would be the team in the first in the East, I wouldn't have believed you. So. Uh, let's see the one. Oh, also on November twenty first. So the Titans have been struggling. They lost this week. They lost last week. They lost to the one and eight Texans. Um, they were eight and two at the time. Uh, before they lost the last two games. Um, so this is uh some FCS. So the FBS is all the Power Five and the Group of Five teams. But there's also D one FCS. So the player uh, playoff bracket was released um 
since then, the first week was this weekend. Um, but Sam Houston was first. James Madison was second. Um, number, uh, I don't know these other. Villanova was five. North Dakota State University is number two. That's a famous college, which Trey Lance and Carson Wentz went to. But some teams I know from around my area is uh, Southern Illinois, uh, Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. They made it, and they actually upset the team they were playing this week. So that was a cool, cool little uh, fit bit of information. Missouri State also also made it. I don't know how they did, uh, but those are some of the teams. So uh, I'll I'll just um, peek at the scores of that. Uh, maybe maybe next week to see how that bracket is doing. Um, but, uh, so Trace McSorley got signed by my Arizona Cardinals. So he was the third string, uh, practice squad quarterback for, uh, Logan's, uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals signed him and they released Chris Streveler. Uh, Chris Streveler really in his little brief time that he's gotten play hasn't really played all that well. So I do like the signing. I'm also hoping Trace McSorley never sees the field because if he sees the field, that means Colt McCoy and Kyler Murray are hurt, and that's not a good sign. So, again, I like the signing. It's kind of crazy with his story. It was like Trace McSorley came into the game when Lamar Jackson was, you know, the cramps or was pooping, you know, whatever you want to say it happened. Uh, But he ended up suffering a season-ending knee injury, and by the – by the time he was healthy, Tyler Huntley was the backup. So Tyler Huntley beat him. Um, this so Trace McSorley got hurt last year. Tyler Huntley beat him and uh, beat uh, for the backup job in preseason uh, this year. And McSorley has never played for the Ravens again. An entire career arc changed by a poop. So that's <laughs> kind of funny. But so going back to Taysom Hill signing his, uh, it was a four-year hybrid type of contract extension that could be worth anything between four uh, forty million dollars and ninety-five, depending on the position he plays, and it includes twenty-two point five million guaranteed. Again, it was weird because this week, I mean, maybe he was hurt, but he did not play this past Thursday. So they that was after they signed this deal. So that was um. Kind of interesting. So, uh, but also November twenty third. So this was before this week's game. The Titans did release Adrian Peterson. That was a quick two or three weeks. Um, they they signed another running back, and they're giving most of the the reps to Deontay Freeman, former Texas running back, and then also Jeremy McNichols, former Boise State quarterback, is getting a couple of reps. So. But this was a little fun, uh, funny little video. I'll kind of describe it. I'm sure you've probably seen this video, but it's of that professor that walks in uh, with a different, like same pants, but different shirt on um, every day and just says good morning in the same tone. And it says the line showing up to lose every Thanksgiving. So that's kind of funny. Uh, and then so on November 26th, uh, so this is tweeted. This is, I think, the the day after Thanksgiving, so a couple days ago. The Raiders-Cowboys game on Thanksgiving delivered an estimated 38.5 million viewers, making it the most watched regular season game of any network since 1990. That was massive numbers for the NFL. That is crazy. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed watching um, 
uh, NFL football that day. But I have to give a shout out to uh, Garrett Biggerstaff. Um, so he uh, is so my girlfriend's sister's uh, husband. So he hosted Thanksgiving, and of course we went outside. We played some football with some of the kids. Uh, we're gonna try to make it a tradition every year to do. Uh, but I gotta give a shout out to him, man. Uh, he played quarterback for both teams. He threw over 10 TDs, uh, which I caught three or four TDs, and I ended up was on the team that won. So I just had to give Garrett a shout-out for being the GOAT of quarterbacks of Thanksgiving dinner. Um, so we're going to run it back next year. I'm hoping to win another Thanksgiving uh, championship. So uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a fun time. I was a little bit sore on Friday. Um, but I, I always have a great time when I'm, uh, hanging out with Garrett and don't worry, Jeff, if you're listening to this too, I I have a, I have a fun time hanging out with you too. So, uh, also, so this is November 26th. The NFL has just re-upped the uh, Fox, ESPN, NBC, CBS, and Amazon for a collective of 110 billion over the, over 12 years. Uh, so all these, so it looks like they just re-upped that, so. Oh, and then I, <laughs> that's funny, I accidentally sent a baseball tweet uh, to my friend Logan, which I did not mean to do that. I meant to send that to my friend Shane. Oh, but so go so going back to today, the Panthers pulled quarterback Cam Noon, and P.J. Walker is now in the game, uh, and Noon's final stat line was 5 for 21, 92 yards, so I got that right, Ashley. No TDs and two interceptions with a 5.8 passer rating. So not a good week. And like I said earlier, Zach Wilson limped off the field after being examined on the sidelines. And then, like I said, Lincoln Riley informed his staff at Oklahoma that he's taking the head coaching job at USC. So as of right now, um, the college football uh, has not released. That comes on Tuesday of the new standings. But, man, I'm – Alabama squeaked by Auburn, Auburn, but Ohio State losing to Michigan. I think Michigan was at five. I think they jump up to number two. Um, of course, Georgia stays at number one. I think Alabama stays at number three because I still think Alabama is a better team uh, than the undefeated uh, Cincinnati team. But it's going to be interesting what happens. Right now, Cincinnati is at four, but if – um, the college football committee thinks Ohio State is a better team. You know, they could do Cincinnati dirty and move them back down to five and Ohio State to four. But I think Cincinnati stays at four. I do think uh, Ohio State is going to slide in at five in front of Notre Dame. But I don't know. Notre Dame could slide in at five Ohio State slides in at six. But it's going to be interesting because Oklahoma State is now, they're at seven. With them beating Oklahoma, they're 11-1 and one right now. And um, with them beating Oklahoma, which was a top 10 team, and now them playing for the Big 12 championship next week, you know, man, I don't know. They could jump into it. Um, it's going to be an interesting week. Um with with the college football because Alabama is going to be playing Georgia for the SEC championship. Um, Pac-12 really doesn't matter. 
Um, Oregon is playing Utah, but that doesn't really matter. They're too far away. But Big 12, if Oklahoma State wins, they're going to be 12 and 1. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Cincinnati does against Houston. They have to win. If Houston beats them, Cincinnati's playoff hopes are gone. So they got to win. I'm trying to think. The Big Ten Championship with Michigan winning. They are now in the Big Ten instead of Ohio State. And uh, uh, Iowa won their game. And if Wisconsin would have beat Minnesota, Wisconsin would have been in the game. See, Iowa and Wisconsin had the share of the Big Ten West. But if Wisconsin would have won, Wisconsin would have played in the Big Ten Championship. But because they lost, that means Iowa has won the Big Ten West and now will be playing Michigan in the championship. And, you know, shout out to Sam Laporta. I know you probably won't listen to this, but, man, I am rooting for you. You, you know, like me and Logan talked about, he they went he went to our former high school uh, he is playing great. He's, he, he's, I believe, probably still the number one receiver. Uh, well, he's the tight end, but he has the most receptions on Iowa's team. So good, good for him. You know, I, you know, it's funny because, you know, I'm not a Michigan fan, but I've been rooting for Michigan to do well uh, under uh, John Harbor or Jim or John Harbaugh. I think it's Jim Harbaugh. And, Finally, he did it. He beat Ohio State, and that's awesome. Everyone's been waiting for that to happen, and now he's playing, you know, Sam Laporta and Iowa in the, in you know, Big Ten Championship. And it's like I want Michigan to win, but I also want Sam to win. So, um, but if do, if Michigan does win, I think that clinches them a spot in the college football, and I want to see Michigan do it. So, uh, be, at least be in it. But the thing is, you know. We can talk about, you know, the th- especially going back to the Alabama-Georgia game. If Alabama loses to Georgia, then I do think that opens up a spot for either Notre Dame or Oklahoma State. Now, the thing with Oklahoma State is they are playing for a conference championship. And Notre Dame, with being independent, is not playing a game this week. So, you know, I don't know how the committee is going to feel about that if Oklahoma State wins next week against Baylor, which is a top ten team in Baylor. You know, I don't. They might jump into that fourth spot if Alabama loses. But if Alabama beats Georgia, I think Alabama makes it obviously because SEC champion. Georgia makes it because I think they're just having a great year. Uh, Cincinnati and Michigan, but if that happened where Bama beat Georgia. Cincinnati could get could get squeezed by Oklahoma State or Notre Dame, which I don't know if they would put Notre Dame over Cincinnati, especially since Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. So we will see what happens. I, before I get off here, I know this is a long podcast, and if you're still listening to this, I just want to thank you. Um, but going back to the scores here, uh, let me reload it to see what were the scores of those three games I talked about. A little bit ago uh, earlier. <coughs> 49ers ended up winning 34-26 to against the Vikings. Uh, and there was no other information there. Packers beat the Rams 36-25. to 
Odell Beckham Jr. first receiving TD since week four of 2020. And it was 54-yard reception. Oh, that game's still going on. Uh, and let's see, let's see what the other score. Well, I guess the 49ers game is still going on too. But the other game has ended, so let me try to find that real quick. Uh, the Broncos won 28-13. Uh, Patrick Sertain, the second, uh, was the first Denver rookie with two interceptions in a game since week three of 1989. Uh, Atwater was the player that did it. So, um, like I said, the Broncos are hot. They're a hot team. Uh, well, they're 6-5. and five. Man, uh, my recording stopped. I don't know where I was. Um, but I was talking college football and everything. Um, but good. Uh, we'll see what happens this week's gonna be interesting in college football with Georgia playing Alabama, uh, Oklahoma State playing Baylor for the Big Twelve. Big Ten is Michigan versus Iowa, which is you know Sam Laporta went to my high school, so I'm rooting for Iowa, but also wanting the Michigan to finally win the Big Ten, to finally make the college football playoffs. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Cincinnati has to win, like I said, uh, whether it got recorded or not. But um, but the Broncos did beat um, the Chargers. Patrick Sertain, the second, was a first Denver rookie with two interceptions in a game uh, since week three, 1989. Atwater was the player that did it, so that's uh, good. Broncos are 6-5. and five. Um, but uh, right now, 49ers are winning 35 to 26. Packers are winning 36 to 25 against the Rams. Uh, so we'll see what uh, Odell Beckham Jr. had his first receiving TD since week four of 2020. It was a 54 yard reception. So I'm going to look at the standings real quick. I know this is a long podcast, so if you're listening to this, again, I just want to thank you uh, for listening, uh, bringing you all content. Patriots are eight and four, leading that division. The Buffalo Bills are seven and four, just right behind them. Uh, Bengals are seven and four. The Ravens are seven and three, but they play tonight. Uh, so we'll see what if they win another game and have the lead in that division. Titans are leading that. Uh, the AFC South eight and four. Uh, the Colts are six and six. Uh, like I said, the Colts still have a chance. The Chiefs are leading the AFC West seven and four. Uh, they have a one-game lead above the Chargers and the Broncos, and the in the Raiders. All uh, those three teams are six and five. Cowboys are leading seven and four. That division isn't very good. The Giants aren't good. Washington football team isn't that good, and the the Philadelphia Eagles aren't that good. So Cowboys are probably gonna win that division. Packers are five and three. Again, that division isn't very good either. Vikings are five and five. Uh, the Bears are four and seven. The Lions o oh, ten and one, and the Packers are eight and three. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eight and three. Again, that division's kind of struggling too. Uh, Falcons are five and six. Uh, Saints are five and six. They've struggled really since uh, James Winston got hurt, and the Carolina Panthers are five and seven, which is a little bit of a surprise because I thought the Panthers were a good team. And then my Arizona Cardinals are leading nine and two. Uh, the Rams are seven and three, so we have a looks like a two is a two game lead now uh, in the division. So that's it's uh, good. Uh, yeah, two game or game and a half. I don't know how exactly. I can't find a thing that says, but 
Uh, 49ers are 5-5. Five and five. They'll improve to 6-5 and five if they win their game. And the Seahawks play tomorrow, but they're 3-7. and seven. Um, So, again, uh, it seems like Arizona has a pretty comfortable lead. And right now it looks like we are leading the NFC. So we have the number one seed, so that's awesome. So, again, thank you for listening. Uh, it was a long, long episode. Talked a lot uh, about a lot of things. So I hope you enjoy the content. If you do, please share. Give us a like. Uh, we are on YouTube. Uh, we have a Twitter page. Uh, you can follow me and Logan on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's uh, Fresh Football on Twitter or whatever. Um, a Breath of Fresh Football podcast. If you look it up, you'll probably end up trying to find us. So, again, thank you for listening and uh, catch you hopefully in a couple of days and maybe another recording. So, I hope you have a great rest of the day. And that is it. Yeah.